Human interviews are all about capturing people's diverse passions and special skill sets. Bob Garlick and Andrew McGivern chat with local and international specialists to find out what they do and why they do it. Hey everybody, it's Bob again, and this is another amazing Maven interview. I've got my crazy co-host, Andrew, soon to be a multiple child dad. And uh, we've got Camp here on the line. And Camp, uh, you've got a, a young one as well. So you're, you're, you're hanging out in the backyard being very Vancouver with us this summer day. You got it. Andrew, can you give us a little bit of background on Camp or should we get make Camp do that? I think we should make Camp do that. But I'll, right. just, uh, I'll just warm it up a little bit. He's a uh, former president of the Vancouver Social Media Club. He's an educator, strategist, speaker, great MC at, at events. He, was, he did one that we were at just a little while ago. And uh, he's a sales engineer at Hootsuite, one of the uh, one of the best social media platforms for uh, managing multiple social profiles. Cool. Now, what what did we miss? Uh, I'm a husband, uh, devoted father. Uh, I I love Vancouver. Uh, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And my mecca is except, uh, except South by Texas. Southwest. Except for Texas, you'd like to be there. I do love Texas. I wouldn't like to live there necessarily, but uh, I love the cities of Texas, uh, and I love uh, Austin. So, yeah. And you rock a beard. I'm rocking the beard right now. We'll yeah, see how long time. I can hold out against my family who wants me to get rid of the beard. <laughs> it's a, you know, in the summer, that's pretty brave. I can see that in the winter. It keeps your face warm. But in the summer, man, wow. Is it to keep mosquitoes Ooh. away? Uh, I don't really know why yeah. I grew the beard this time, but uh, it continues to grow. <laughs> Mid- I don't know if beards are so exemplary of midlife crises, but uh, it might be time to shave it. I might be ready to uh, to go spring. I might do that tonight, actually. Wow, well, the recorder put on YouTube. It could go viral. The shaving of my beard. You know what I was thinking is just like doing some cool designs uh, while I shave it. That could be interesting. Yeah, well, I've done that before. Once I did it and I just shaved half the face. That yeah, that's good. So Two-faced now? Really, really bizarre. I like that. Or if that, you keep like uh, the mustache on one side and then the... Uh, and then the if you haven't the seen Bob, side. he doesn't really have a lot of hair, so it's not very... It's, it's exactly. kind of funny to think of him with half a face and no hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to shave the eyebrow to really get a good effect. That's the one. That's the one. All right, for our poll listeners, say, geez, it's, it's like a man's uh, grooming show. Let's mm. talk tech. Um, social proof... That's uh, we we talked about that uh, off mic just before the show. Uh, Camp, yeah, yeah. Camp, let's talk a little bit about what is social proof and why do you think it's important? Oh man, social proof is really exciting. Um, kind of something that uh, one of my coworkers who manages our Facebook advertising, a rather sizable budget, was was kind of introducing me to, and it's the idea that your ad, particularly on Facebook, would have like uh, likes and shares and comments. Like you put a sponsored post out, and then it gets, and that's social proof. And then you know, I got to see this post is Bob and Andrew like this, and I'm like, oh, this must be something of value. It's endorsed by Bob and uh, and Andrew, and I think that's why we're seeing uh, Facebook's. Uh, ad revenue and share price go through the roof. Mm. Um, but the other thing about social proof is it's everywhere. You know, an Instagram picture where someone says they love your your juice or you know your your iced tea canister, like sharing that out on your social channels is like showing other people that hey, people just like you love this. And so I think there's a, a big thing around social um, and the internet where there's so many opportunities for social proof, and I think they're really powerful. So I think social proof is going to be a big thing uh, for the next couple of years. Well, you think like social proof is more like a modern version of word of mouth? Uh, I think it's an evolution. It's always mm-hmm. been around, right? Social proof is the same. It's kind of like, you know, word of mouth is, hey, we talk about this thing, and then social proof is someone being like truly endorsing it, you know, mm-hmm. the way I might endorse uh, a lovely tilt uh, charger block I got that charges my iPhone three times. 
There's a plug so, for tilt. So, so, social proof would be uh, somebody that's got a lot of respect or a lot a, bit, a large following endorsing you or, or that, no? That? It could be it could be your mom. It could be somebody with no following that's important to you, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I, you're right. There'd probably be more, a little bit more social proof. I, I don't know if that's social proof when someone's popular. I think it's more like your personal connection to those people. Mm-hmm. That's why I used you guys uh, as my social proof and Facebook in particular, where it's not so much about numbers, but um, relationship and how close you are to that person. It's not. It's not so much like uh, the uh, credibility of the person that is um, that is promoting you or, or endorsing you. It's more just to the relationship that you have with them. Partly, and the fact there is actually credibility for sure. To me, somebody who's credible is somebody with nothing to gain by posting an Instagram picture that says they like X, Y, Z, or nothing to gain by sharing a Facebook post that they think is valuable to their audience, right? Mm-hmm. So, to me, it doesn't. It's not like the like. Yeah, of course, there might be. I don't believe in celebrity culture, so let's let's just put that into into the context <laughs> here. So when you talk about someone with hundreds of thousands of followers, I'm like, that's not a, a social proof. That's an endorsement or an advertisement, right? Yeah. When it becomes a channel that's so big, and I'm talking, kind of talking about the micro social proof mm-hmm. uh, or the smaller um, things that people can can show. I don't. Well, they tend to be way more authentic, anyways. What about mm. this, what about social defenders? And and I was um, I was getting. Uh, so Todd, uh, Todd Maffin, a, a hard time today. He, he, there was a picture good, of him. Work. He was doing uh, it. Here's me working with my co-writer and he had a Coke there with a straw. I said, man, you guys are kicking it, you know, using, uh, drinking red wine with a straw. And this woman pops up like minutes later saying, oh, no, no, that's probably Coca-Cola. I said, no, no, it's probably, uh, that's it. It's Coke and red wine. I wouldn't give up. And she kept on defending him. Um. Uh, so he was like, hey, this is Bob. You don't know me. I'm just giving the guy a hard time. But because he was so busy writing, uh, Todd hadn't had a chance to jump in. And then eventually he came in about an hour and a half later and said, ha ha, very funny. But um, you do, the, I mean, one thing about getting into social media and, and having people that follow you and like you, they will defend you if somebody tries to troll you. Is that uh, a yeah, different thing? A, totally. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, good little uh, note, actually. Uh, I think my little story is, a couple years back, I put a presentation on SlideShare and this company out of Pakistan, apparently Pakistan's first social media company, uh, downloaded it and then changed everything and re-uploaded it. But they didn't change the note on the slides that contained my name. And then I had Google Alerts set up for my name. And so sent me this email and I went to the SlideShow and it was like these, they'd put all these Three Musketeers pictures in the background and oh, taken nice. all the copy and kept all the text and everything the same. Um, and it was just so rude and gross. And I eventually went after them, and it wasn't until I went to Twitter and tweeted about it, and all my Twitter friends were started to attack this this guy and his credibility. And I ended up writing a blog post, and he came after me. It's it's a pretty great story, actually. Cool, very very. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He he didn't get what he wanted. I left the blog post up. You can read about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So social proof. Uh, I hear a lot of people talk about social proof being. Let's say you write a blog post and you get, you know, 200 comments, and that is social proof that you are, you know, you, that you have credibility in that space or whatever. What, what, do you consider that social proof? Well, uh, that's so many different contexts for 200 comments. Uh, it could be YouTube trolls attacking one of my blog posts. Uh, but if you get 200 comments from 200 different people, obviously that's proof that you have a wide-ranging audience that's actively engaged with commenting and replying and sp- responding to what you post. Um, you know, some people could have bigger audiences that are less active 
Um, but yeah, I think that's that's a certain kind of, that that would lend authority to a to a blog or to a web or a news site if those comments were authentic. Mm. Well, you know what 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 I find interesting is there's a lot of people that like to to lurk on on social media. They love to look at stuff, but they never comment. They never get actively involved in it because they just yeah, I don't feel like it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think of it. It's basically um, interface laziness, where it's like I know if look if I make a comment, somebody's going to comment back, and then I'll have a comment again, and that's too much hassle. I'll just. So, what do you think the ratio? A thousand to one. If you have like one comment, a thousand people have seen it, or. I don't know. You guys are funny. You guys, are this, we got social defenders and yep. troll talk. Um, yeah, let's talk about the more promising side of this medium to uh, <laughs> humanize and revolutionize our world, helping oh, organizations okay. and individuals connect All beyond right. the, uh, the, the the digital zeros and ones. All right, let's go. I like, Star Trek. I like that you guys let's like troll. You, you guys should be like just reviewing YouTube comments. That should be your whole show. You just <laughs> do a whole show on that. Uh, you want to talk Star Trek? I haven't seen the new movie yet, so I'm pretty sad. Um, oh, but. The Borg are an important part of my personal mission. Uh, the Borg are important. Uh, you know. Assimilate or be destroyed. Assimilation. Yeah. Well, do you think it's a? Do you think that's a metaphor for for Google, the Borg? Uh, yeah. Well, Google doesn't have it anymore. Facebook, you know, there's there's too much disparity. I think the, the <laughs> Borg is the internet in itself. Yeah. I think we're all become we're all cyborgs. You know, um, people have been talking about this for a long time. I didn't really get it when I was younger. But now that I, you know, we're all attached to our devices, you know, twenty four seven, pretty much. Yeah. We are turning aside with Google Glass, and some, you know, soon you're gonna, get a, I'm gonna get a contact lens that changes my eye color and has a computer in it that I can manage yep. with my Saren. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Maybe twenty five years. And a Chromecast. You're gonna get a Chromecast. Uh, don't tell one. anybody, but I might have ordered a few Chromecasts to my granny's house in the United States. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of boy. Um. Let's you know you mentioned something that was really really interesting. We're we're so connected, and there's big 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 data. Let's talk about the positive side of big data. Everybody's bitching mm. about like oh you know my privacy. You know okay guys, in 1972 you didn't act, and you're stuck with it. So get over it. So um, what do you think the positive side of big data is? Uh, positive sides of big data um, improving in if efficiencies in our world through every process that can be analyzed by big data. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty ambitious, right? We can be pretty open about it. I think it's going to be an opt-in, opt-out world, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be important. Um, you know, there'll be privacy laws that only go so far, and then there'll be the wild, wild west of what we have now, and people are going to have to be able to opt-in and opt-out. Yeah. Um, and if people opt-in, they're probably going to have a much more personalized experience everywhere they go. They're going to be served relevant information and advertisements and interests, um, and if they reveal too much about themselves, they were dumbasses to begin with. Um, and I think that's my favorite line about privacy. Privacy is only you. Can, you're the only person who can protect your privacy. You're the only person who determines how much stuff you put out on the internet. Um, you're not the only person who decides what others do with it. But if it's innocuous, um, you know, people aren't going to do anything with it. Um, exactly. I know. I have a blog full of innocuous posts. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't written in a while. I should start writing again about social proof, among other things. Hey, yeah, well, I, that's what I wanted to ask you. You know, you did do a blog. You you start you start writing blog. Let's talk a little bit about blog burnout because uh, you know I, I when I got into blogs, I went crazy. I do lots and lots of podcasts, and and it's a formula for burnout. What keeps you going? Uh, in terms of like sharing content, yeah, and, and engaging with people, being a content posts. dude, and you know, and and going to meetups and and generally spreading oh, the word. You on, know what? 
Spreading the word, yeah. I don't, I don't really go to as many events as I used to. Uh, having a kid is very different. Yeah. Uh, but I think believing, I think, you know, if you believe in something and the power of that thing to do good in the world, you want to, you know, especially something like this, that's, it's kind of like the force. You know, it can be used for good or evil. You know, it can be directed. And, um, and I think we need to, the good, the, those of us that believe there's a lot of good in this thing need to push forward and, and make that, uh, you know, our primary mission and conversation. Because other people don't, who don't get it, uh, they're either losing out or their life's too good already and they don't need it. So, and that's totally fine. You know, if your life's too good, and no one's going to tell you you got to get on the internet and do stuff. But uh, for everyone else out there, there's an opportunity. Hmm. What keeps me going? Constant desire to learn. That's it. Nice. Learn and read and be informed and stay up to date with uh, you know the Moto X big announcement today from from mm-hmm. Google. Uh, some company called Hootsuite raised the largest amount of financing ever for a software company in Canada. I heard about that. Um, was that Canadian dollars though? So it doesn't count. No U.S. dollars. Oh wow, that is impressive. And if that, if that was a couple <laughs> years ago and it was Canadian or a year ago and it was Canadian dollars, I think it'd be worth more. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an amazing rant for nerds. Basically, it said um, nerds uh, have, have come through the gauntlet of being nerds in the classic sense and, and picked on and the underdog. And now they're very powerful as a group. Um, and nerds should be more conscious of being nice and remembering what the bad old days were like and not act like the bullies of the yesteryear just because you have power. Um, what do you think of that now that nerds are kind of very, very powerful? They're basically controlling a large part of the technology. First, I want to know where I can watch this angry nerd rant. Yeah, I'll send you a link. It's, it's freaking awesome. It's great. It's beautifully well, done. Tell me, what to, tell me what to Google. Come on. People are listening right now. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll put it in the show notes for those that are listening now. Show notes? I'm in Google waiting to – I already wrote nerd rant, and I think I might have found it. Is it two minutes long? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a cartoon one. Nerdy okay, guy goes perfect. on Warcraft rant. That's a four-minute one. Urban Dictionary Nerd rant. Oh, he's Googling too. Look, okay, anyway, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for letting me do that sidebar. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's one problem we have, though, in, in the world of uh, media. As you put it in the show notes, it should be like embedded in the soundtrack or something, you know? Like, yeah, like that a, would be nice. There's like a cross-medium challenge that we have between well, video and audio. We can like flash a QR code. Cur- code. But then, like, yeah, actually, that's kind of nice, actually. Yeah, your QR is curdled. Sorry, it can't be used anymore. So are you actually recording my video right now on my face? Is no, that... no, we're not. No, we would, have, we would have announced right. that at the beginning. Well, you can let everybody know that I'm totally naked right now. <laughs> Except um, for the beard. So yeah, back, back to technology. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, for me, what I'm really passionate about is the, the convergence of technology and human behavior and motivation, motivational psychology and data and mm. big data, right? Understanding what satisfaction looks like and how people work and so you know I'm really interested in like how people move through websites as one thing or applications uh, those games those like reward based games the amount of data they're collecting about human tendencies and like so you know you got to sign up with Facebook to get onto some Zynga game so they know your age they know your sex they know where, you know your country and your language and then they have all this data about you and your behavior and how they can like motivate you to spend money on zeros and ones mm-hmm. like you used to buy a video game for 50 bucks and sit down and play the thing all the way through now yes get something for free and suddenly you spent five hundred dollars building up your little town. Like it's yeah. 
it's effed up. I, I, I feel like it can only last so long, but a sucker is born every day, right? Or a few million suckers. And I was, I've been one of them. We've all, we've all been suckers for some. Well, I think a lot of it's based out of, of similarities like heroin addiction. You actually get, when you, you, you build your house, you, you get this surge of confidence. You, you actually, uh, your brain manufactures endorphins. And that is the same type of stuff that you get when you're doing heroin. You, this, it's an, you get the endorphin rush. It's like, wow, I feel so good about myself. Great, great, great. I need to build an another house i need to build another house so or oh look bob liked my stuff on facebook oh my god andrew commented and said <laughs> yeah, made uh, funny comments. yeah i have 23 friends oh i gotta get more it's like these micro purchases they they're small in, in per transaction mm. but they add up over time yeah it's it's like the the one anybody who's addicted club. to uh to going on the warrior forum and buying seven dollar apps and programs uh that's not, well. I actually, know exactly what I'm talking about. Andrew's addicted to buying uh, WordPress uh, plugins. That's his thing. Oh, Bob, you won't believe it. I spent another forty bucks on a plugin. You're gonna love it. So yeah, that's why we have such a high tech website. It, it's uh, it's Andrew's need to buy. I'm sure you guys do. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm more of a tech guy. I like buying physical stuff, and and that's why you know that's why I love doing the bunker show. I was mm-hmm. I think I was the guy that was pushing. Let's get more mics. Let's see if we can do eight people instead of four people. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, clout. The clout. big the big uh, tap dancing gorilla in the room. Um, <laughs> what do you think of clout now that it's been out for several years? They've they've Try to—I wouldn't say monetize it, but but make it bigger than it actually is. Make it more important than it actually is. Uh, it's being used by HR. To actually- it's only—it's only as important as people make it. It's not being used by any competent HR departments for hiring. Mm-hmm. Come on, Bob. Well, no, I don't no know. That's, no I was on the internet, HR and I—I yeah, I was on the I internet. Read it, I read a was, story, and it was on the internet. Must have been true, man. <laughs> <laughs> But well, apparently somebody didn't get a job, uh, not because they uh, uh, they had a low clout score, but because they didn't know what clout was. Well, never I, heard I of it. They were applying it. for a social media job, so that makes hey, sense. I, hey, I've let some. I, I've you know, I when people apply for a job, some of the jobs that I've been hiring for, and I ask them if they know what edge rank is, and, and they have no idea. Mm. You know, like you know, they're they're applying for some like a pretty high end position. Do you guys know what edge rank is, by the way? Yeah, it's it's what stops your Facebook posts from reaching your fans. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the imagine, that's the conspiracy theory. <laughs> conspiracy theory of Edrick. No. Oh my um, god. It's literally an algorithm that's designed to serve you as an individual using Facebook more of what you like. That's it. Is that's it just it. for Facebook though? Is it for for yes. multiple platforms? Yeah, it's it's, it's Facebook's algorithm. It's th- just Facebook. It's just for Facebook. Really? Huh. I thought it yeah, was for multiple yeah, yeah. uses. Well, that shows how much. No, I clout. Know. No, no, clout is clout is. We were talking about edge rank there. Clout okay. is links to everything, right? Mm-hmm. And and clout is really your. To. Well, it's your measure. It's your measure of social influence. Like how how um, how influential are you? Yeah. Um, you know how so, how uh, yeah. So I think the big thing there is that it it's simply a score between one and a hundred that measures a user's ability to cause other users to take social actions, right? Exactly. It's how many comments can you generate? Blah blah blah. The, yeah. the problem with clout though is it's designed for people that don't create a lot of content uh, and sit on platforms. Like um, for me, none of my blogs and none of my podcasts affect uh, clout. It's just all a hundred percent social driven stuff it's nothing to do about what the guy generates a ton of content it's totally different on that level yeah but it can it can generate um authority uh, in your social um 
platforms mm-hmm. by by having an engaged audience that is following you on Twitter or That's right. other platforms. So and you don't you don't have to have a shitload of people following you either to make it work. Yeah. But speaking of note. speaking of influence, mm-hmm. what do you think of the terms "return on influence," "return on engagement"? Garbage, garbage. Oh, oh here it comes. Oh, I was wondering what you're going to say about that because I was like, okay, so the old way of doing it in traditional marketing. You know what it is? You know what that is? That's just the that's just the uh, me centric <laughs> style of marketing coming to the social media, mm-hmm. the social medium. You know, it's 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 nonsense. Return. Return on engagement? No, it's called engagement. It's two-way. Like the return is gonna, you're gonna get a return. You might. It might be nothing. It might be huge. Mm-hmm. It's just like any conversation you have. Anytime you cold call somebody, anytime you offer somebody help on the street to walk across the street, who knows? Maybe that person's gonna turn out to be a huge influence on your life, or maybe you just did a good deed for somebody else. Like that's where return on influence. Well, what what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I don't know. I, even ret- return on investment is simply a formula about costs. And and number dollars generated it. Yeah, what's the cost of in, influence? Like what's return? Yeah, how much did this? How much did this campaign cost me? And what did I get out of it? And, yeah, um, I mean, and then there's social's the not a campaign though. Social's not there's a campaign. The, no, but it, but for a business, it can be. It can, it can be hold. Campaign. It can host a campaign. Yeah, but it's not a campaign because it doesn't end. It's a communications medium, right? Yeah, that's true. You can, yeah, you can definitely do facilitate a campaign. Anyway, sorry, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about that. That's, it's, no, it's it's good <laughs> stuff actually, uh, and it's it's what's interesting. You do have you have the two camps. You have the people that are old school marketing guys, and I run from all the time, and they say, yeah, we're using Facebook, and it's a great marketing tool, and blah blah blah. And, and I go, guys, you don't get in it. And then there's people that are on the other side of the spectrum, and and they say, oh no, it's a bastardization of it. It's just purely about communication. And I think there's medium in the medium. Yeah, you, it you is know, a great. It is a great marketing medium. Why do you think this stock went up? You know, uh, almost forty percent uh, over the, you know the last little while, like uh, the last three days or four days, because mobile advertising increased to six hundred million in revenue. Like yep. some great marketing medium, but that's just one part of what's going on here. And these are channels. And I think that's important. Yeah. Well, I, I think what's so fascinating about social media um, is that it's evolving so incredibly fast. And like in six months, the, even though you've got your, your standard four big guys, so much is going on. So many more people are on, on mobile now compared to one, two, three years ago. I think it's like 65%. It's ridiculous. Um, do you think that the popularity of mobile uh, communications where you're able to comment and get involved with conversations 24-7 in any location, up in the mountains, on a bus, at work, do you think that's affecting it? Effect, sorry, affecting? The, affecting the perception of, uh, of, of uh, social interaction in social platforms. Because it used uh, yeah, to be I you go home are, and you did are- it. But those are reduced. Well, no, I think it's fine. I, I just think those are less powerful social interactions, right? Mm-hmm. Like then, then actually being in that moment and being on that bus and turning to the person next to you is the old man in the sea and asking them if they enjoy it. You know, there's like, even if it's a stranger or if you're among family and friends, it's mm-hmm. like, come on. Like, uh, maybe it's something my parents instilled in me. My mom has a phone, a, a sign she loves. It sits on the dinner table and it's like, says family and then it's got a little like placard in the middle and it says no cell phones. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like, hey, you know, you're, that will, that stuff will always be there. I think it's really important that we teach everyone and, and train ourselves to realize that 
you know, the, in the moment where my kid is nine months old, like, hey, I can read tech news and go on Facebook anytime I want, but the kid's only going to be nine months for a month, and then he's going to be 10, and then he's going to be two and 10 years old, right? Yep. So I think that's that's the problem right now is people haven't really got that yet, and we're all, we're all really so excited that we're not, like, turning it off, you know? I've really gotten to the point, it's funny, people are surprised that I leave my phone on silent all the time. Mm-hmm. I, n- I never respond immediately. One, because I don't want people to think that I'm going to respond immediately. I, I don't want them to get conditioned to expect me to do that. Mm-hmm. I had that at one point in my life, and then I got a job, and everyone got mad at me because I didn't respond right away. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is I don't want to be chained to that thing. I don't want it to dictate when I like stop listening to somebody and pull it out of my pocket. and you know. So Yeah, that, that's pretty strange. You know, you're, you're chatting with somebody, and they interrupt your conversation, which is real social communication, right? to check their Facebook notice, like, for God's sake, it's designed for you not having to do that. But everybody thinks they have to answer right away. It's very yeah, it's it's almost creating a, a, like a schizophrenic uh, society mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Uh, all these different thought processes going on at the same time, multiple conversations happening at the same time. But no, you're right. Yeah. I, I, I agree. It, these tools are great productivity tools. They're great entertainment tools. But that's what they are. They're tools. You don't want to become right. a slave to the technology. Yeah, exactly. Traditional. Hey, I was I, I was a slave to video games for a lot, large part of my life. <laughs> hey, we're all, we're all, we're all addicted. Ten years old. Right? Ten yeah. years old. Nit, super no friendo. My parents like to call it. My brother, older brother, like to call it. <laughs> really? Uh, I was uh, Commodore sixty four games. Yeah, you wow. guys are a little more senior than me. No, I used oh, to yeah. trade. I used to trade. For- <laughs> Uh, Commodore 64, nice. I, I think I played some Atari, actually, but not very much more than that. Wow. In the, the, when I was playing with an Atari back in Toronto, it was uh, in a, an advertising agency, and it was their de facto computer. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. my God, what can I do? And say, yeah, check this out. And uh, I was fascinated. I said, wow, if this thing could develop and get fast and be bigger, I could be all over it. And then, like, took 10 years. And then suddenly there was this beautiful, big, giant Mac CI or whatever with a massive 12-inch screen and uh, a mouse that you could move around. The first time I played with a mouse, I took the, I took the cursor and tried to throw it. And it just, it, nice. it, it, you know, it stops when you let go. Weird. Sounds so, like something you do. <laughs> I'm still trying to throw the damn thing. And actually, you can do it now in Photoshop where you can throw and, and it will pan slowly. So they finally caught up with my, my concept. Uh, Kemp, what is the future of uh, social interaction and um, touching on on Hootsuite, controlling and and your content so it doesn't overtake your life. Um, well, I think curators are. are I, you know, it's funny. I, I think I was talking about this like th- we were all talking about this like three or four years ago. But curation is is vital. Yeah. Um, I think that's so key, and it's just like also the channels you choose. I'm pretty basic with my stuff. Right? Like I'm I'm reading aggregators daily things like tech meme and media gazer, mm-hmm. um, maybe some local news here and there. Um, but I use those things as portals to find information that's already been validated uh, by other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, what do I think the future of all this stuff is? I think it's just more optimization of the same information processing and gathering. Um, but I think the real change is going to come when things start to become a little more um, embedded and ubiquitous. But I don't think they're cheap enough yet. You know, like uh, I see all these startups with their little, like, tag that you add to anything and then you can track it if you lose it mm. we'll see we'll see i think the always on thing that we always talk about and i don't know i feel like sometimes we live in a bubble for people who are just like seeing way far ahead 
and we think it's the now, but it's really, you know, the five to 10 years from now yeah. where what we're talking about and all this stuff and the self-driven car and the Google glasses and that will be ubiquitous in 10 years. And then we'll be like, Oh yeah, we were, we were dreaming. We thought this was, the, it was already done. I think that's kind of the, <laughs> it's the reality is we're already ahead of the wave. And um, I think this is going to take a while for a bunch of people to die and a bunch of people to grow up. <coughs> <laughs> now, yeah. I once said that. I once said that, and someone accused me of saying that social media kills people. <laughs> Nicely misquoted. I love that. That's <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Uh, um, Andrew, do you have a quippy question? All right. No, I think uh, I think that's great. I think he needs to go grab his uh, grab his kid and throw him up in the air and play with him a little bit. Be a dad. Exactly. Thanks, man. Dad. Hey, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was awesome. Always entertaining. Camp will probably drag you in front of the mic uh, in the future when something exciting is happening. And um, if people want to get a hold of you, how, how can they get a hold of you? Um, they can uh, tweet me on the Twitters at Kemp Edmonds, K-E-M-P-E-D-M-O-N-D-S. Or if they like, they can email me, K-E-M-P at Hootsuite.com. And what about your curation? How can they, they see the stuff that you're seeing? Oh, dude. Um, oh, my Twitter. So that's generally where I send a lot of that stuff. Okay. Um, but I, you know what? T- I just read tech meme every day. Uh, I look at the, I look at the, what's going on with the tech scene and media gazer, uh, media redefined.com is another sweet aggregator. Um, it's all about aggregation and curation. Um, and so I'm going to say that's my new, those are my new news sources. And that's kind of what I open up every day when I'm you know, trying to spend a moment learning about something new. What about dig.com? Dig. I thought it was dead. Yeah, it, it's well. They tried to bring it back. Have you seen the redesign? Uh, I have not seen the redesign yeah, it's yet. It's not is, bad. Is it nice? It's not bad. It's okay. I I don't use uh, the website, but I did get the um, the new RSS reader that they created. Yeah, how was it? It's not bad. It, it's actually um, it's just as good as Feedly. Yeah, nice, uh, nice. So uh, it's good, and it uses the new uh, their new uh, server now. So that's cool. Nice. You know what you should try is there's this uh, there's this company out there. It's called uh, I think Hootsuite, and they have something called the Hootsuite Syndicator. <laughs> it's pretty wicked. It's like RSS meets social syndication, all in one. So how does yeah. it work? Um, so you you take your RSS feeds, you p- pipe them all in, then you can build streams that you are made up of groups of these RSS feeds that you choose. Uh, then you can manipulate the stories, read them, mark them as read, unread, share them to any social network that you have hooked up to Hootsuite. Um, and so it's great for like really curating. Actually, and, and, that sounds really cool because uh, that that <laughs> might be even better than what I'm what I'm currently doing uh, with a different app. D- does mm-hmm. that, does it just show up as one of your columns in Hootsuite? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you, you would make like, you'd add, you know, a hundred feeds and have your, your eight categories or whatever. And then you'd add eight streams, one for each category and it'll show all of the feeds uh, in aggregate uh, on, on a timeline. And the mark is red thing is nice. I think there's a few other features in there that I'm not too familiar with, but I hope some, some super RSS keeners get in there. So it's different than other things in the sense that like it's stream based. So you can really like try to kind of sort it a lot more easily, and then view them all quite, uh, quite cohesively or together and all in one. Which is pretty well, awesome. I'm definitely going to try that out. Does it work on the on the Hootsuite mobile app as well? Oh, uh, sorry, it does not, not work on the Hootsuite mobile app. Not yet. That is right. Okay. That is right. You can you can also do all kinds of like there's all kinds of hacks and tricks. Like you can take any RSS feed you like, put it into Hootsuite, and push it out through a Twitter handle. Right, okay, so you can yeah. create you could use a create a Twitter handle of the kind of content you want to read. I actually I've made a couple. You, you guys can check them out. One's twitter.com slash uh, hootbiz, mm-hmm. uh, b i z, um, and you can check out that one. 
Um, oh no, it looks like I no no, it's it's pretty good there. Yeah, so um, I think I might have changed a few of the things. Um, there's another one. Uh, I think it's Kempo Hoots is another one. Uh, Twitter.com/slash Kempo Hoots. Um, yeah, that one's better. That one's like it's more like the Mashables. Although, oh, it's broken. None of the links are showing up. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna have to fix that. Uh, well, there you go. Thank okay, God well, you came on the a, show. No, a, no, I can see a few of them. Anyway, that's, that's a great tip to end the show. Uh, I'm definitely, gonna, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna try that out for sure because um, I'm using, uh, I'm using an app right now, Zite. To mm-hmm. Beautiful curate, app. Yeah, to curate my, my the content that I'm sharing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's working out well for me. But it, they don't have a an app for for Windows, like they don't they don't have a Windows 8 app. Wow. So um so this will be perfect. I could use uh when I'm not using a mobile app, I could do it on um on my PC. So that's good. Also um if this then that. Yeah, big time, and it hooks up to Hootsuite too, actually. So uh if this and that can hook up to a million things, though. It's, I know it's it is incredible. awesome. It is um, awesome. What did they they oh they just bought an iPhone app that hooks up to your like photos and your contacts and your calendar, I think. So um yeah, if this and that, just basic rule based. Stuff. If you haven't checked it out, it's amazing. Ifttt.com. Yep. Well worth it. Hey, so everybody out there in uh, Mavenland, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, Camp, for being awesome as usual. Thank you. Great to be here. And for me, it's an au revoir tonight. Yes, and for me too. And you can call in and ask any questions at one eight seven seven six three six one four seven four. If you have a suggestion for a Maven interview, someone that you would like us to interview, or if you want to just comment on past episodes, that's where you call. We hope you enjoyed the show, and I'm sure you will love our next guest. But until then visit the website at maveninterviews.com for more information and links to iTunes, Twitter, and other social media platforms. If you would like to leave a message, please call 1-877-636-1474. You never know, it might be you featured on the show. 